It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 247, entitled, You Gotta Take Those Moonshots. It was recorded on Monday the 3rd of April, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and today I'm joined by three wonderful guests. I'm joined by Jess Frick, by Robbie Adair, and also by James Giroux. We talk a lot about WordPress this week, and some of it is to do with the latest version of WordPress, because yes, WordPress 6.2 has landed. What's in it? What features do we like? And what are we looking forward to in the next phase of the block editor, which is all about collaboration? We also talk about the fact that I'm trying to get Michelle Frechette to WordCamp Europe. I have a donation page if you're interested in helping this fabulous community member attend WordCamp Europe in Athens this this year. Solid WP is the new name for all of the iThemes properties. In the past you had various things, backup body, sync and so on. They're now going to be rebranded under the moniker Solid WP. What do you think? We had an interesting chat about that. The Block Visibility Plugin by Nick Diego. Well, it's now gone open source. The pro version is no more and the mighty Nick has decided he's going to give it all away for free. How lovely is that? WP Engine have a new pattern manager. There's a new block plugin form builder called Form Block, and also, somewhat tragically, on April the 1st, all of WordPress's source code was released online. Patchdack tells us more. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good whatever, wherever you are, depending on which part of the globe you're in. We're all in different parts of the globe today. Well, I am at least anyway. The rest of you are over on that big piece of continent called America. We have joined, well, there's three of us joining today. We've got uh, Jess Frick. Hello. How are you doing, Jess? I am doing good, Nathan Wrigley. Na- I was rolling the R's there for effect. You, yeah, you yes. started it, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Jess is the Director of Operations for Pressable, um, a Make WordPress hosting team rep. She's also an iced tea connoisseur. Do we say iced or ice? Iced, because iced. It, has, it has been iced. Iced tea connoisseur and a proud... Unless you're a rapper. Oh, 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 yes, yes, we won't get into that. Uh, she's also a proud member of the post-status community. Thank you for joining us again for this episode number 243 of the WP Builds This Week in WordPress. We've also got, first time, Robbie Adair, Adair, Adair. We don't know how to say her surname. She tells me it can be said multiple ways. What's the best way? <laughs> Well, like I said, if you're in Texas or Louisiana, they normally say Adair. But if you're anywhere else in the world, they say Adair. So I just answer to whatever people say. Normally, it's hey, you. 
thank thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, you'll enjoy it and come back. Robbie is the CEO of of um, OSTraining.com, an online web development training company, and one of the co-hosts on Do The Woo podcast. Have you managed to keep up with Bob? Have you figured out exactly where he is these days? I hear he's, he's got to <laughs> Portugal. He's safe and sound. Bags have arrived. He's- Exactly. He's sipping coffee by a lighthouse view. I was just like, I'm so jealous right now. I like quit posting those, Bob. <laughs> I, I confess I did it's see some of those and it was exactly the right? same. It was one of those, why did he no. get to do that? And I didn't think to do that <laughs> moments. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy for him. Yeah, That's, what, a, what a cool adventure, right? I mean, yeah. Tell us a little bit about OS training before we get to James. Sure. So OS training has been around uh, for over a decade, actually. Um, I bought it about three years ago from uh, Steve Burge. He started it years ago. It actually started as Joomla training because they wanted to do in-classroom training for Joomla because there was no any kind of open source training out there. And so he wanted to do uh, in-classroom. I actually did some of his in-classroom in Houston uh, for him. It was great. And, and it was so, like, we had students come in and go, I didn't even know this kind of training existed. It's so great. It's a long time ago though, right? And uh, so then he, it just kind of grew. And so he rebranded to OS for open source. Um, now we just kind of use the OS is just because it's been there for so long that right. we've actually started adding in a few uh, tools that we think would help web developers that aren't necessarily open source, but we still primarily focus on the three big open source, WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal. Those are our, our core uh, trainings that we have in the website. So, And then we, uh, we also do some online live training for people, companies. Uh, we do some white label training as well for people who they just want something very specific or want something for their product built. Very cool. I'd forgotten the Steve Burge connection. Steve's been on the show yeah. a couple of times. And uh, yeah, I'd forgotten that that's how. That's how he. Steve and I go way back. He's got an interesting story, hasn't he? Yeah, he was a teacher and got fed up with that, and then did OS training because it, it hit the nail on the head with the teaching aspect. Then he sold it yep. to you, and now he's got Publish Press, which actually, yep. curiously, will overlap some of the stuff we're going to talk about today because it looks like the the next iteration of WordPress is going to touch on a lot of what Steve's plugin does. But anyway, we'll come to that. Yeah. Lastly, but by no means least, best background uh, of the of the week award. I, I have to say, sorry, the the other two of you, but uh, my background's always rubbish. Uh, so I'm out of the count, but I just think that fan, whatever that fan bulb thing is, is pretty cool. <laughs> it's James Giro. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? I think I butchered your name. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, you actually didn't do too bad this time. Uh, you know, like this time. Uh, <laughs> if if Adair is uh, one that people struggle with, you can imagine what Giroux is like. Giroux. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I yeah. See, I, now if you were in Louisiana, it'd be it'd be Giro. I, I will definitely try to do better. But yeah, splendid um, camera setup you've got there. James is contributing to the future of work in WordPress as the founder of Team WP, the team and culture oh. platform designed specifically for WordPress teams. Well, I've asked about OS training, so I can't pass this one up really, can I? Um, what What's Team WP? Yeah, a little bit of a, of, of a side project Um thing that I, I kicked off, I started writing a little bit last year about, you know, psychological safety and culture stuff around um, WordPress teams and just the WordPress community in general. And as that started to, to get a little bit of traction and people started to respond to it, it really got me thinking that maybe there's an opportunity here 
for us to bring some of these practices that happen in, in the larger companies within WordPress to some of the smaller teams in WordPress and give them access to the resourcing and thinking in, you know, running great teams and building a great workplace culture um, to, yeah, the masses, basically. Um, my hypothesis, the one that I've been working through is that if we can help WordPress teams develop great ways of working in their internal team structure and like develop the kind of internal culture that really, um, you know, is, is forward looking, is supportive of people's growth plans and like just happy and healthy um, cultures that we can actually see that trickle into the way we interact in the global WordPress community. Because those ways of working, those those expectations of, of psychological safety, of, you know, like great rituals and, and um, trust in, in communication will filter into the way we, we develop WordPress as a core product. So, um, so that's sort of the working hypothesis. And uh, I'm getting ready to launch. Uh, Jess, you're on my, my private beta list. So, so you'll get an email later today, but it's opening up for private beta. The, the survey's launching today. So that's really... Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. that genuinely is exciting, isn't it? When yeah. you've been working on something for so long and then finally you get to let the cat out. The... Oh, James, this is exciting. Yeah. Definitely a new direction. I'm going to definitely get you on the email at some point and try to drag you on the podcast so that you can explain Absolutely. It in, in greater yeah. detail. That would be lovely. And Jess, I've totally realized, I'm asking all of them what they do and, you know, <laughs> And I forgot to I forgot to let you have. I've the, only been on the, the show like a hundred times. I know, and I'm like... very sorry. How did okay. the um How did the WordPress 6.2 rollout go for you guys at Pressable? Oh man, why do you gotta start there? <laughs> is, that, is that a low? <laughs> you know, um, there were there were some little tricky parts. Oh. Um, here's the thing: if I got to have you know, unlimited wishes. One of my wishes would be that people really do try using the beta version. Right, right. Um, mm. I feel like everybody is so reactive. And I think that when, you know, people just, people just assume that they can automatically update WordPress and everything will always be perfect. And that's not always the case. A lot of times it is. I think it's a bigger issue with the more major releases, like, you know, from like five to six, um, obviously, six two is a major release. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think people would go a long way with just testing it, especially if you are with a managed WordPress host that offers free staging sites like Pressable. You can very easily do it in a no risk way. You just click um, the button. <laughs> it's yeah, trivially easy. Click the button, wait two minutes, and play over there. <laughs> but like honestly, the the update was it was good. I oh, mean, nice. Here's the thing. I we are in kind of a um, a, a really blessed position, and that we are working with people that you know run WordPress.com, so mm. like they they know what they're doing for yeah. sure. And <clears throat> we've got an incredible team. Um, you know, the Pressable staff is truly a group of experts, and so everything was handled every step of the way. But you know, we always have to do it with. Um, with delicate touch. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because just because of the nature of the fact that most of the plugins that I use, I kind of have real faith in them. I don't really have that trepidation of pressing update and, and hoping, but but I imagine the, the wealth of different sites that you must have over there with, I don't know, 
probably hundreds of thousands of plugins, all a different mismatch of everything. It's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? And no doubt your support team have to suddenly <laughs> bear the brunt when yeah yeah my, my my frequent quote is never underestimate someone's ability to do bad things to their website yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, well now you need you just need to push him over to Ro- robbie and you know she can train him up <laughs> with the best you of intentions the ones i'm thinking <laughs> of i would not send to her because i like her like <laughs> uh, well anyway uh, really thank you for joining us uh yeah go check it out pressable.com um uh, full-on managed WordPress hosting company where Jess works. Right, we got a few comments coming in. I should uh, I should probably get to those. So uh, Kitchen Sink, <laughs> so Kitchen Sink WordPress. I, I can never remember who is this. And so I've put in a little comment. It's Brian. No, it's Dave. Or is it Jeff? It's one of those. It's not even one of those. But thank you for joining us. Um, well, good afternoon. Somebody's joining us. Who's this? This is Atif. He's joining us. He says he'll be listening in the background. That's really nice. Thank you very much. Elliot from down the road, uh, for me at least. Anyway, he lives about, I don't know, 10 miles in that direction. It's really nice to have you joining us. Thank you. And Porto. Why have you said Porto? don't know. Peter Ingersoll's joined us to give us a weather update. It's Connecticut. It's, it's every week we have this. Two degrees centigrade, 36 degrees Fahrenheit. It's sunny. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. And look, it repost is WP Kitchen Sink, 11 degrees. He's got nine degrees on you uh, from Cary. Is that Cary? Cary? I don't know. In And I want to say North Carolina. Is that what NC is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cary uh, was... is just outside of Raleigh. You probably heard of that. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 45 degrees. And yeah, anyway, morning. We've also got somebody joining us from Buenos Aires. Thank you very much, Demystifying mm-hmm. Dev. Uh, Victor Kane, it looks like, is the real name there. But thank you for putting those comments in. I really appreciate it. If you want to make this conversation a bit more lively, uh, we would appreciate that. The best thing to do is to direct people to that URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Stop what you're doing, unless you're a fireman, and then just carry on. Please let the you know get the fire put out first, then go over to wpbuilds.com, copy that URL, paste it somewhere social, and uh, let the world know that we're doing this, and it would be really nice to have more people along. Right, what we're doing? WordPress is what we're doing. But before we do that, a little bit of self-promotion. Hope you don't mind. WPBuilds.com. That is our website. Uh, we are sponsored down here by GoDaddy Pro. Really appreciate everything that they've done for us. If you want to subscribe, stick your email address in there, and we'll send you two emails a week when we produce new content. That's it. But the first piece of news that I want to highlight is this little beauty on the right-hand side here. Uh, this is. <laughs> I was chatting to Michelle Frechette last week, and she said to me, I've quite fancied going to WordCamp Europe. And I said, well, let's see if we can make that happen. So forgive this, but I'm going to do it because I think it'd be nice to get Michelle there. Currently, we, we've put a target together of how much we think it's going to take to get Michelle there. We're not saying what that is. Uh, we're just, we've just got this number in our head. And so, so far, over a period of about four or five days, we've managed to get 51% of that total with very little in the way of promote. I mean, a few tweets and things like that. So uh, if you want to go back to our website homepage, you could link, you could click on this button here and link to it. Michelle does, uh, it is monstrously massive amounts that Michelle does. When she comes on this podcast episode, we always make a bit of a joke because her biography is a full A4 page of things, (laughs) projects she's working on, things that she's done. 
I genuinely don't know how she manages to get any of it finished, but she does. She's a force mm. of nature, and I would. I think really... she's a robot. And she doesn't sleep. Yeah, that's right. She is AI. There's three of her, um, yes. and she would. Yeah, she made in a test tube somewhere, um, and no. And um, and we want her to go. So what this form is on this page, you just supply us your name, your email address, and an amount that you would donate. This is not a payment form. This is just you saying, look, if Michelle gets the amount that we want, I will give $50, $200, whatever, whatever you want to put in that box. And then if it's successful and we get over the threshold, I'm going to put Michelle directly in touch with you so that you can honor that commitment and she can give you how, how it is that she wants that to, to happen. But okay, so there you go. If you want to do that, if you want to help Michelle out, that's the page to go to. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash Michelle dash WCEU or like I said, you can find it on the homepage. Now, I know that's not really a piece of news as such, but I, I am going to open it up to any of you three if you want to comment. Love Michelle. I agree. Everybody needs to do this. But can you go back a second? Yep. To the page here. Yeah. What are you using for this? Uh, this is just WS form. Is it? Yeah. That's so th beautiful. this is this is just a form. Yeah. I love this... the pledged percentage. It's just very clean. Oh, okay. So this is this is a block. This is a, a, a um. It's like a I don't know what do they call it progress bar kind of block, but they offer it uh -huh. as a circle option as well um and it's yeah it's just just blocks basically no, just a ton beautiful of blocks. form clean i love yeah. it yeah ws form see look job. how i made it about wordpress <laughs> <laughs> yeah dynamite <laughs> thank you um i don't know if james or robbie have anything that they want to add to this if not we'll just crack on hey like i said michelle is amazing she is everywhere every time i'm i'm anywhere related to wordpress there's michelle smiling and that, you know and, and she just you know she is a great uh connector that's you know she really connects people and so hey i hope she's there i i expect to see her every time i go to a word camp yeah indeed that would be really nice wouldn't it so if you want to do that go fill that form out and we'll crack on with the rest of the wordpress news okay so this is a truly massive week for WordPress. I mean, how often do we do this? Probably three times a year, something like that. We go from 6.1 to 6.2 or 5.8 you know, to 5.9. This one's called Dolphy. I think I'm pronouncing that right. As is always the case, it's um, the, the name there is assigned to a, a jazz musician. In this case, Eric Allen Dolphy. I, I never quite get the connection, but there you go. I guess it's Matt's Matt's proclivity that he likes jazz music, and so that's the tradition that we've got. And there is an absolute boatload in this release. Some nice polish has been added, and some things which I think it's fair to say in the site editor were more difficult to use previously than they are now. I've had a bit of a play, and some unexpected things came my way in the UI. I was thinking, oh, that's interesting, mostly around inserting things like images and openverse and things like that. But I'm just going to go through it with you in case you haven't updated or you've updated, but you haven't actually had a play. But essentially, we now have a way to, um, well, the, the navigation block has been expanded, and it's a little bit more easy to use in the sidebar now. If you're looking at it on the screen, you'll be able to see that's now how you're going to be building your menus in, in non-classic themes. It's re really straightforward and easy to use. Uh, it's a ton easier to discover things that you want to put in. So it's that bit is called the block inserter. You know, you press plus and you can insert all different things. Well, previously, you just got a great gigantic list of blocks and 
sometimes they were quite hard to find. Now they've been sort of set out into different layers. We've got this tabbed interface, we've got blocks, patterns, and media. And then, for example, if you go into patterns, you get a further interface, and then things pop out on the right. This is really nice for the media section of things. You can just click and it shows you your most recent images, which is typically what you're after, you know, the thing that you uploaded 10 minutes ago. So that's a nice improvement. We've also got this tabbed interface where they're splitting up settings from styling. So settings is a cogwheel. Styling is it's like a circle split in half, but all of the you know text colors and font colors and all of that kind of stuff lives in there now. So that's nice and easy. I think they've taken that. The, the, that's come from third parties like Cadence and things have been doing this for a little while. Um, the headers and footers, I don't really know why that's particularly different, but this is super cool. Now, 700 million pieces of media, which includes images and audio and things like that, are now available to insert right inside the editor. So if you're looking at the screen, somebody's just simply typed in the word birds, and there they are. There's just a little panel of images. It will go down, and you can scroll through it and get lots of them. And all of the things that you're going to click on there, you are free to use and do what you like with them. So you can stop worrying about Mr. Getty and his great big team of lawyers coming after you because you accidentally inserted a two by two pixel image of something and they got you for it. This distraction free writing mode is truly distraction free. There is a little video of it uh, on the WP Tavern article about this, but you click the button, all the UI goes away. You are left with a pure white screen and the writing that you've been doing. And, and I tried that out this week, and I have to say, I do get distracted. I do find that the stuff kind of, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I do get, I start clicking on things for no good reason. That's all gone. I'll be using that a lot. The style book is here so that you can see how all of the different parts of a, of a site will look on your website. So it'll show you the H1s through to the H6s. It will show you buttons with their rounded corners, and, and you can just see all of it in one big go. Copying and pasting styles, if you like a style of a block, you copy it, go to another block, paste it, all the styles come along. That's a super cool time saver. Uh, and you can add tons of custom CSS all over the place if that's your thing. I don't know why this didn't get more attention. Sticky positioning is now available on like a top-level group block. So if you've got a load of groups of things, you just say, okay, make the top one sticky. And obviously, when you scroll it out, it now long, no longer goes out the viewport. You can import widgets and also local fonts are available in themes. If you've got a classic theme, you can import your font so that you don't get in trouble with GDPR. And it's significantly more performant. If you're using a classic theme, less so. If you're using a block theme, it's gone up by like 15, 18% in terms of speed. And I need a drink of water because I've spoken for too long. So anybody, any of you three want to jump in and tell us any of your favorite bits of WordPress 6.2? We'll make sure there's time for all three of you. I just think... Um... As somebody who's been a big fan of uh, Rich Tabor for a while, when I look at this, I just see his fingerprints, his design style all over it. And it's really great because he's been such a good contributor of aesthetic, I think, to the WordPress ecosystem that now that he's like fully integrated into the whole um, ecosystem now, we're, we're all benefiting from that. And it's just really cool to see his, you can just see his little bits thrown in everywhere. So every time I look at it, I go, oh, Rich. Yeah, isn't that nice? Oh, <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. That'll give him a real nice pat on the back moment. That's lovely. Thank you, James. Anything from Robbie or Jess? Um, 
I mean, I think they're all exciting uh, features that we're seeing. All I can say is every time that though we, we come up with these, I'm like, ah, because we're working on our new WordPress book and WordPress class. And I'm just like, okay, all right, step back. Now we've got to go back because we've got to go add some things and change some screens and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I'm happy. Yay. But it means more work. <laughs> that is <laughs> a yes. really unique perspective, right? Because everybody normally is, yeah. give me the features. Roll yes, in new them, features. You're like, stop with I'm the like, features already. <laughs> <laughs> no, we want the new features because it means we have new content to write about. But at the same time, we were in the midst of like getting our WordPress 6. And it's, boy, I tell you, it's been a lot. There's like from 5.9, like basically, once you go 5 to 6.2, my goodness. <clears throat> so as, you know, as we're working on this, it's like, okay, now let's go back and let's go tweak that because now we want to show you know, focus, distraction-free writing, things like that. You want to show those features that are there, but they weren't there. And so now it's like, oh, okay, let's go do it. And we don't like to work with betas on our training just because you, things might change. I mean, as much mm -hmm. as you hope they don't between beta and release, there are some changes. And so it's kind of bitter sometimes to work with a beta. So we do wait till it's actually a real published feature, you know what I mean, so that we know. We're not going backwards. <laughs> yeah, and the, there is so much in this, actually. And a lot of it is going to be your daily driver, like, you know, the distraction-free exactly. mode and the, the menu. Like, the menu mode, you can't not write about that menu block, really. It's just a no. total no-brainer. Um, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, you're the, you're the first mm -hmm. person who's, I think, ever expressed that thing Ooh. to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot, too, right? But, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's always a good thing. And we see this, by the way, this is not unique to WordPress world. This is the same when Joomla comes out with a brand new big feature set, whenever Drupal does. It's like we have to look back at all our classes and go, oh, okay, now we got to go back and we got to go fix this. And you got to replace all of these screenshots because, I mean, you're showing. We're, we, in our classes, we like to actually truly build. And so, you know, so that the, the person who's watching, they can just watch the class if they want to, or they can literally participate and go along. And at the end, they have built something from beginning to end. And so that means we're showing it. Like we're showing that screen the entire time. So when there's major releases, you know, we've had to go in and do some inserts. You know, when the block editor did come in, that was an insert into our WordPress class, things like that. But it's, it's more cohesive if we have it all in from the very beginning before we release the class. Yeah, ah, that's cool. That's a really interesting yeah. insight. We sort of touched on this a bit, didn't we, Jess? But have you got any more that you want to reflect upon? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a great point is Site Editor came out of beta in this release. Mm. We got OpenVerse, which is awesome. Um, okay, two confessions. Number one, I suck at CSS. I've never just, there's I've got like a brain block. I have to look it up every single time I have to do something. Do you not and have the so, cheat sheet on the wall that big? You know what, man? Like, I'm going to show my age here. I remember when Flash came out and I was like, this is the future of the internet. <laughs> and I learned Flash and I'm like, CSS is going to go away. And, <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And I don't know. I don't know if I like my brain needs to be right, but I just, I've got this weird brain block with CSS. So the copy paste CSS is so amazing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you. Like, that's just one of those like little things that's going to be great. And they made it easier to do custom CSS too, which is great because, like I said, I can look it up and go borrow from mm. other places. Um, sometimes well, now, Jess, you can. 
Well, now you can just go chat GPT and say, hey, how do I do this in CSS? And it'll write it for you. Not I have a story about that. I did that this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Mind-blowing. Well, uh, well can, we, can we reserve the chat GPT yeah, conversation yeah. for later? Because Jess yeah. has dropped something in, which is really yeah. interesting. Um, so, and um, there's a, on, one Karen. other thing that I wanted to bring up, the other confession. Um, so I've done some websites for organizations who I love, obviously. Uh, I I just help them. Um, but they don't pay me and they're doing their own thing and they're perfectly happy with their old school website that has not been updated to block themes. And the reason that they haven't been updated is because I don't have time to deal with the fact that they're all built with widgets because right. that's how you used to do things. Mm. And 6.2 is giving you the ability to import classic widgets into your block theme, which is something that we haven't had before. And so now it might be time to go revisit these older websites and nice. bring them into the, the future. Yeah, that is, I mean, genuinely, oh. I think this is a really nice release. There's a whole ton of stuff. I, I confess, I'm still not on board with the, the block theme thing. I don't mean by that that I don't think it's a good idea. I just haven't yet got myself to the point where I've, I'm entirely satisfied that my workflow works with them yet. So I'm keen to explore what the new navigation block and, and what the options are. Um, in terms of styling it and all the CSS. Patterns are cool, man. Yep, yep, yep. The patterns, the, the way that patterns are now presented is so much better. So in the past, you would click on the patterns button and then you would get one drop down, which would show you all the categories. Mm. And you'd click into the categories from the drop down. And, but now all the categories immediately are displayed as Sub, as men, sub menus, you then click on those and then you get a visual representation of them all and it's just so much cleaner. It looks more mm -hmm. like, dare I say it, a SaaS app. It looks like mm -hmm. something that you, you know, like Notion or something like that. I just think it's really, really well done. There's absolutely tons in there. It was delayed. The last beta was delayed for a, for a, a day or so. I, I don't, yeah. can't really remember why that was now, but it came out on time as far as I know. And uh, I've heard no problems. Uh, I've heard of no problems so far with it balking anybody's sites. But uh, yeah, interesting. So that was WordPress 6.2. Big, big piece of news for us in this community, at least. Sarah Gooding did an article. She obviously explains it um, in a different way. And if you like that, the style that Sarah has, which I do, then you can go and read. She brings out a lot of the different things that we, we just mentioned. And in some cases... She also brings a video to bear. Let's just quickly watch this one. You'll get an idea. There you go. There is the there is the distraction free mode. Not a mm. not a thing in sight apart from text, which I think is great. <laughs> Let's hope you don't get trapped. It stresses in there. me out, man. <laughs> yeah. What the like, where's all my stuff? Free? Oh, really? I'm totally the opposite. <laughs> That's just ideal for me. And with the with the keyboard shortcuts that I'm now getting to be part of my muscle memory. Uh, I'm I'm very happy with the way this yeah this is perfect for me. Oh, those keyboard shortcuts are, you know, like when you come from a, a page builder sort of methodology and way of working. Yep. The you're used to just using your mouse for everything, and and when you make the mental leap from mouse to keyboard, my, it's going backwards really. But the mental leap of of doing that is so convenient. I've yeah. started doing it all the time now. It's great. So, Jess, next time you come on the show, not only do we want you to have memorized the lexicon of CSS, <laughs> but also we, we need you to have memorized all the keyboard shortcuts inside okay. the block. Okay, it's a small ask. Come on. Yeah, no. I For you, Nathan, <laughs> Oh, Wrigley, you're, so, you're so kind. I will do it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, date and time issue with the plugins. Oh, is that what it was? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Date and time issue with plugins like WooCommerce. It was delayed for one day. But that was the final beta. Yeah, beta four, I think it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you. I appreciate that. That's great. Uh, there's a little bit of a conversation going on. Maybe if there's time at the end, um, Jess, you'll be able to answer that. Somebody's asking, why pressable? And uh, and maybe Jess can be given a bit. Why of time indeed? To answer. Yes, that's right. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm tell you. We'll, we'll give you. We'll, you ponder that answer because uh, I'm sure you've never thought that question before. And we'll go on to the fact that the classic um, classic themes are obviously now not being pushed so much. We're into an era of site editing that has had its beta label dropped. And because that beta label has been dropped, we're kind of out of phase two now. Phase one was blocks. Phase two was site editing. I mean, other things as well, but broadly it was that. And now we're into phase three. Phase three is, honestly, if this gets pulled off, not only will I be staggered. Actually, Robbie, Steve Burge has a lot to say about this because yes. uh, he's really keen to see how this all goes. Phase three is all about collaboration. And when I think about it, I think concurrent editing. I'm thinking mm. Google Docs. I'm thinking mm. um, I'm in a page, you're in a page, we're both interacting in the page at the same time. I like the way Google Docs does it with the little lines with the name attached to it, but I'm not wedded to it. There's an exploration process that's going to start happening and that's essentially what this post by Matthias Ventura is about he's outlining what phase three collaboration looks like and of course it's not just text on pages like on Google Docs mm -hmm. it could be I don't know sharing patterns or it could be collaborating on the site's editing experience I, I really don't know what the boundaries are going to be and where that would all start to get a bit clumsy but this workflow is workflow as well. Yeah, workflows mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, so this is the this is the third phase: real time collaboration, asynchronous collaboration, publishing flows, and this is the piece that I thought would be of interest to Steve Burge, who used to own OS Training, and now has Publish Press. Just this idea of building into core WordPress, setting up some constraints about what can be published and what can't. You know, if there's no, oh, I don't know, featured image of a certain size, the publish. It, it's impossible if you haven't filled out your tags or categories or whatever it may be. Those flows are coming. Post revisions interface is going to get a bit of an update. And also this one, admin redesign. I mean, boy, that wow. Yes, please. Let's have that. I mean, we've had the admin for forever as far as I can work mm -hmm. since I've been using WordPress. The admin has changed very, very little. Um, a section which is just being labeled here is library, which is where you're going to manage your patterns and blocks and styles and fonts. And then development of a global search and command component so that you can get to a part of your WordPress website, specifically to a part of your WordPress website by typing in a search. So it feels a bit like on the Mac, we've got that thing, what's it called, Spotlight or something, mm -hmm. where you, you invoke it, you type something in, and it just takes you right to the thing that you need. Because typically, you know, if you want to, I don't know, get to a particular screen or a sub-menu or a set, you have to go, click on a thing, wait for it to load, click on another thing, go to the... All of that's going to be looked at as well. So this is tremendously exciting. I know it's exciting when a post on WordPress gets like... Oh, Look at all the comments. <laughs> so many people chipping in and giving their opinions on all this. So phase three, what are your thoughts? I mean, I can already see Robbie's like, oh, oh, I've got a thousand pages to write in the next six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so exactly. open to you, whoever yeah. wants to take it first. Robbie, maybe. 
Yeah, I was going to say, and you're right. Uh, actually, Steve, uh, he did a great interview. I can't remember what, what podcast it was on, but they, it was they mine. About, it was well, my podcast. Oh, yes, well, <laughs> it was great. I listened to it on my walk. It was fantastic, and I was like, yes. I mean, <clears throat> because he was really, and it's kind of something that's in the back of my mind too. Is how are they going to do this? And mainly because when you're talking collaborative, the servers got to have some power behind them and yeah. so what about the people who are on little dinky servers and things like that i mean how is this going to work for them is it going to be restrictive to certain you have to have this set up to be able to actually even use collaborative tools i don't know it's gonna it's fascinating and i do think this is a big thing the other thing that i think is interesting just gonna say from because we work with all the different open source big platforms we see trends, right? So this is a trend that we've seen also happening in Joomla and also happening in Drupal that we want the workflows, that we want the collaboration, we want to redo the admins. I mean, it's literally it's like, it's like little replicas in the world, you know, of this is the thing to do now. Uh, so I, I do think that's quite interesting. I do think the, uh, that was a big order in that uh, collaborative list though, that you just went over. I was like, that is huge. That's years of work in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, this is not... <laughs> So we're not going to have this out, you know, this time next year. That is huge. That's a, that's a big, big change. And it's a lot. Um, I, I kind of feel like they will pare that down a little bit before they start releasing things just because that's big. It's real big. In the in the podcast interview that you alluded to there, Robbie, um, mm -hmm. Steve, yeah, he drilled down on how he really couldn't conceive of how you would achieve full site edit, sorry, uh, collaborative editing on cheap infrastructure so mm -hmm. let's say you're on a four dollars a month hosting plan and you're hoping to get 12 people collaboratively collaboratively editing something i mean it's all right with google isn't it they throw a billion dollars at their infrastructure and it's their cloud and they can probably leverage that and you know they just make it work but if you've got cheap affordable hosting and you're trying to make this stuff work. I do wonder if we're getting ourselves into a little bit of an issue where the expectation is going to be, well, I'm going to be using WordPress. It's going to be completely compatible. Steve's notion was that maybe it'll be on a block-by-block -block basis. So two people can collaborate in the same document, but not on the same block. So if I'm in this paragraph, mm -hmm. you can't be in that one, but you can be in the one below it or adding your own new one underneath it. So that was kind of an interesting one. But so, Jess... We just talked about cheap hosting and all of that. I'm, I'm guessing that this kind of stuff is the stuff that your team is thinking about, you know, getting getting ready for what is going to happen. The, the, the expectations of what hosting is going to have to cope with presumably are going to start to go up. There was even talk somewhere about whether this was going to be some sort of SaaS service, like you buy into a WordPress.com collaborative editing account, you know, $10 a month or something, and it enables the infrastructure on that end. I, I don't know. I just wondered what your thoughts were. Okay. This is where I do my once an episode caveat. My views do not necessarily reflect those of my employer. Thank you. Um, I think if this is going to become a SaaS thing, they're going to have a hard time finding people to devote their time for the open source project, coding it mm -hmm. to make .com money. Um, I think if that were the case, they would need to use .com's people and, mm. you know, their, their paid developers. Um, but, you know, admittedly, uh, when I first read this, again, not really thinking through it, my first thought was I literally never want somebody editing the page at the same time as me. Um, right. <laughs> yep. Get it. Get it. Uh, get it. 
but I often have a colleague who leaves the page open and then I got to kick them out when I don't even think they're doing anything. And how nice would it be to see if they're actually working instead of mm. like, you know. <laughs> you keep an eye on them. Yes. <laughs> well, no, not like that. But like oh, before see, I kick them so I could work on the page because it'll say, you know, like <laughs> Wayne is in the website. Like I don't want to like boot him out if he's doing something. Right, um, right. But, you know, then I thought about this from a product perspective and, you know, Yes, this latest WordPress release had over 600 contributors, which is amazing. I forgot mm. to say that. Thank you. But we have so many other things that need to be done. Is this really the top priority? That's mm. a question a lot of people are asking right now, and I don't know the answer. I mean, I think it is the top priority because we've said it is. But there are a lot of people who say there's a lot of UX stuff that needs to be addressed too. And I don't know that this real-time collaboration is going to do it. I think there's a lot of really, really smart stuff in here, and I'm so excited for what it's going to bring. Um, but I, I do have reservations for those reasons. That's interesting. The one I was having a conversation with somebody last week, and and one of the challenges we have with WordPress is, you know, so much of our creative process is driven by developers, and what do developers want to do? Hmm. They want to create features. Right. And one of the challenges I think we see is we don't have a lot of product people leading the charge, like product first, product discipline, product management discipline, people leading a lot of these conversations, which means you often have solutions without problems. And we devote a lot of attention and energy into solutions without problems. And we pat ourselves on the back because we delivered something. Meanwhile, you know, you have challenges like we still have the debate in some circles around classic versus uh, block editor. Why is that a debate, right? It's because we didn't do a good job in the early days of clearly articulating the user story of why we need blocks to be the thing, right? I think most people are on that, that wagon now and most people understand why. Um, but had we done a better job maybe at the beginning of articulating the user story and the problem we're trying to solve, that would have gone a long way in, in helping to mitigate some of that challenge. So I think collaboration is good, but who is the target audience for that? Is this an 80-20 split where we're serving the 20% rather than the 80%? Um, when I think of most WordPress websites, there's only one person ever actively working on the site, right? Um, and that's probably the 80-20 split. And so where is where is the need for this? And when I look, I'm going to put on a bit of a different lens here and look at it from um, some of our our hosting companies' perspective who are dealing with scaled WordPress, right? And they're dealing with enterprise, and they have multiple stakeholders, they have multiple people editing, they have multiple people designing and developing, and they're working in groups and teams on various parts of the website at the same time. That's where collaboration becomes important. And that's where revenue is tied up as well, right? Because while the 80-20 split is 80% of one person uh, companies or one person um, uh, editors, the revenue split is probably the opposite, 80-20, right? So finding that balance, that commercial approach to it, I don't think is a, is a bad thing to do. I think we have to consider that. Um, and if we can say, you know, like this is part of that balance, by creating collaboration tools, we're actually making it easier for us to create the capacity for us to work on these other things. So yes, 
we have a whole laundry list of UX things we need to work on. And we're going to balance that with some of these um, commercial and maybe higher end enterprise things in order to make sure that WordPress remains the number one choice of revenue generating websites or revenue generating or ecosystem supporting um, uh, uh, activities that we can have for WordPress. This, this is a really interesting conversation. There's so many different angles here, um, and I appreciate all of them. It's also kind of interesting, you, James, especially with your team hat on, <laughs> be kind of interesting to see if, if does anybody even need this? Beyond, I mean, for me, I would, I would really like to have document post, document editing collaboratively. That would, that would work wonders for me. But would I, want, would I personally want to be editing a site with other people at the same time, I'm not sure that I would. I just can't even imagine that workflow. It looks like Robbie, you've got something you want to say there. I, I was going to say I want to add. I want to add to what James was saying too, because I want to put. I want to do two different hats here. One, my training hat, right? Um, collaborative for training. This is fantastic yeah. for us because it's like we can actually be training and showing them directly in the same document while you're showing them something. And so this is a, a great training tool in my opinion, we can use it for that. Now, I also have an agency that I've had for 20 years. And so when I put on my agency hat and think about this, I think about uh, consulting with my clients and supporting my clients. And again, this kind of is a cool little tool for me to use. Normally we build a site and then we go and we kind of show the client, right? You do, I'll call it custom training. You're showing them how to work in their site in particular, the way it's set up. But imagine if you could also literally go drill down to, okay, let's go build this post. And I'm going to show you how to put blocks on here. I'm going to show you how to apply your styles, like collaboratively, real time. You could see what they're building. You could see them mess up, you know, things like that. And so I think that, yes, I think James is right about the 80-20. 80% of the time, you're just, you're doing your own site probably, or there's one person from the organization who's working on it and all that. But I think if we try to broaden the idea of how we can use collaborative tools, then we might could use it <clears throat> for more than just pure, this is a team of people collaborating on an article. Absolutely. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's the product lens, right? Of being able to say, mm -hmm. here's the user story, right? And we mm -hmm. want agencies to be able to work with their clients. We want support engineers to be able to jump in, right? And be able to quickly solve a problem. We want to be able to do training, right? Like to mm -hmm. me, those three things create the business case that says collaboration is more than just multiple. It's more than the enterprise, right? That enterprise is just one of those user stories, but all four of those create the, the, the business case where we can go and say to people, this is why this matters, and this is why it's a priority now. The other thing I think is we're future looking towards bringing more people into yeah. the ecosystem, which are going to be younger people, right? That's right. Younger people expect collaborative tools. They've grown Absolutely. up now with the Zoom, with the Google Docs. They they are used to working together. Actually, they're better at mm -hmm. working together in collaborative teams than we are because we've done it all ourselves. They've had this digital ecosystem that had collaborative tools out there so i think they will be they will adapt to it better than we do <laughs> you know that's that is a really interesting point because you're completely right my kids have no conception that a document cannot be edited by a gazillion people at the same time um you remember like the whole tennis of getting a word document around a team of people and how how tortuous that was then this generation have no concept that that was a thing. And yet, 
stick them in a WordPress site, suddenly they're back there. It's like, well, what do you mean locked? What? <laughs> and mm. I think that is just that reason alone is is compelling enough for me to to say, yeah, we should, because we've got to shore up the next generation who are fully going to expect that. I, I just don't know where I sit. For me, I'd like to see the, the post-editor just that bit fixed first. I, I don't really know too much about the other bits just yet, but I just want to make a uh, just want to draw attention to something uh, Courtney said. She said Leslie had put a a really nice comment into the article, and whilst you were speaking, I was trying to to read it, but it's a it's it's fairly near the bottom. If you go to the the page in question uh, that M- Matthias crafted, and then go and search for Leslie L E S L E Y, uh, it's Leslie dot Pizza. She's got this really long comment where she does she gets into this whole workflow thing. What what are the what are the sort of concrete examples of how this might be used? And she's written quite a lot with some final thoughts. So. Um, and as Courtney's mentioned it, I thought we'd we'd raise that. So go and have a look. Uh, I wasn't going to name names, but Leslie's the one who I had the conversation with about it. <laughs> oh, really? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, no, it's good. That's awesome because it's exactly she's exactly right. It's it's that product hat. We've got to invite more product people into the conversation around what's going on with the development of WordPress and create these stories. It's it's just a like. If you've if you work in larger companies, you know, like I've I've had the benefit of working in places like Envato and you know Liquid Web and uh, Gravity Forms. Just name a couple of, name drop a couple of examples. Yeah, nice. but the the thing that the thing that you see in these larger teams is that when you have a product discipline actually informing and supporting the work that you're doing it creates better outcomes for everyone. Not everyone is happy all the time because you have to necessarily say no. But the, the, the thing that's been amazing is to see the articulated end, right? The, the articulated outcome be something that people can rally around and um, at least understand, right? And can see the business case that's being made. Um, I say business case, that's a term I've borrowed from, from Envato days, but you couldn't do anything without a lean canvas that talked about the problem you were trying to solve, who the target audience was, right. what the benefit yeah. was going to be. And I mean, like just having that discipline built into our workflow in WordPress would be phenomenal, I think, in helping to get people to rally behind the work that's being done. Figure out the user journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Ingersoll's made a good point. It feels it, He says collaboration uh, may be a disservice made the same point that several of you have what percentage of wordpress users really need collaborative editing compared to everything else and he's saying uh the ui and the u the ui ux of the admin area seems like it might be uh somewhere that needs more attention and courtney seems to reflect that she says i also do think that the ui overhaul we do think i do think we need uh an ui overhaul finally it's been stagnant for since 3.9 gosh is that really it wow however we must maintain at least the same level of accessibility yeah it 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 does start to look a bit old the wordpress ui a bit now i mean i'm in it every day so i'm kind of it's like a comfortable old pair of shoes it doesn't really (laughs) trouble me that much but when i go to a new SaaS app, you know, built on some crazy JavaScript technology, you do look at it and think, hmm, would be nice to have something a little bit 
more modern. So props to Leslie there. Go and read her little comment. Um, so, yeah, and I apologize. I'm not getting through all of the comments. I can see that there's quite a lot of you dropping things in, but I can't get them all on the screen. Otherwise, we'd never get to our articles. So speaking of which, um, I'm going to miss out the interactive interactivity API, but I will alert you to the fact that this piece exists. Uh, proposal, the interactivity API, a better for better developer, developer experience in building interactive blocks. It's quite interesting. If you watch the video, there's a little video here where they explain how this is going to work, but it's very much a, a research project at the moment, but I'll link it in the show notes and you can go and have a look at it. However, this is fairly big news. You've all heard of iThemes, haven't you? you Definitely heard of I think not anymore, not anymore. You haven't. Um, it's changing. All of it's changing. They've they've taken on a new brand and they're they're doing this thing called branding in public. So they're going to do it in in the public eye. This is the first step in that process. Rebranding, I should say, in public. They're shifting their branding. Everything's now going to be solid. Solid WP is going to be the the main thing. So it's going to be solid security. I think I team security solid backups think backup body solid central i think that was called sync s y n c and then solid academy was the work that nathan ingram was doing um over at iThemes training so this is just that they just decided we want a bit of a bit of a rebrand i guess in the if you look at what they're doing now security backups um syncing and academy well there's not really a lot of theming in there anymore, is there? And so the the the, the Monica I themes does seem to be a little bit a little bit astray of what their new mission is. So it's it's all going to happen soon. You've got the usual things at the bottom where you know the FAQs. What will this mean to me? Um, and essentially, if you're using their brands and you're using their products, the long and the short of it seems to be from everything that I read, just the branding. You know, if you're on a plan, the plan will stay. If you do, if you've got a lifetime subscription for something, you've still got it. All of that kind of stuff applies. But uh, I like it. I love the dark and the black and the purple. I think it's quite cool. And uh, yeah, solid. It, I don't know. It's just, we, we use that word in the UK quite a lot, actually. I don't know if it's a word which typically in America gets used, but when we use the word solid, it just means like s- reliable. Uh, if you know, I don't know. You might buy a, a new machine or something like a new dishwasher or something, and you describe it as being solid. It's good. It's going to be around for years and years. So for me, this this kind of sounds really cool. Over to you guys. Well, speaking as the former brand and product marketing director at Stellar WP, <laughs> did you know this was happening? <laughs> <laughs> Known this was coming for a while, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting to see it released. It's exciting to see it happening. Um, yeah, I mean, just to to give you all a little insider um, on this, you know, as marketing teams, and one of the challenges you have is how do you communicate your product to prospective customers, right? How do you explain in an elevator pitch what it is that you do? And iThemes was becoming more challenging to tell that story because you've got the word themes right in the name. So the automatic assumption is your theme company. Yeah. When we, you know, at the, you know, the, the group hasn't been doing themes for a while and how do you elevate those parts of your business that are actually, you know, what you want to focus on. So security and syncing and, um, 
you know, uh, backups and those, those other pieces, those, those foundational elements that you really should have to have a really solid WordPress experience. So you just did it. You just <laughs> um, did it. Yep. You know, like you need, you need that. So I, I, I'm excited about the brand. I'm excited, you know, like a lot of work that's gone into it. Um, the team behind it is great for those, those of you who may not know, uh, modern tribe, uh, the agency was acquired a couple of years ago by uh, liquid web as well. So you've got this incredible team of designers and developers, um, in the back end who are doing all this brand work and they're just really cool people as well. Um, so to see the, the fruit of their labor come through and you can see it in Nexus as well. I don't know Nexus went through a rebrand as well. Um, and uh, and that looks really great as well. So can I ask yeah, you, James? I know that teams. this is no longer you're not wearing this hat, but you you know more about it than I do. Who in the pyramid here? Mm. Liquid Web is at the top of that pyramid, or Stellar is at the top of that pyramid? Oh. Is it Liquid Web owns Stellar, and then Stellar yeah. is kind of the owner of lots of these other WordPress brands? Ownership's the wrong word. Oh, okay. We what what stellar wp is is it's a brand umbrella for all of the software products um, so if you if you imagine you've got infrastructure which is liquid web and nexus and you've got software which is um, all of the things that they've acquired got it. Got it. in the wordpress space so. so solid will so solid wp that we're looking at now that will fall under the umbrella of yeah. stellar that's correct interesting yeah okay thank you that would honestly that was such a cool insight i appreciate that that was very very insightful thanks i'm going to hand it over to jess or robbie if they want to comment if not we'll move on well james and i were both employed there for about a month oh. and then i left i left a year and a month ago so yeah oh. um i remember when stellar was set up and i'm excited to see what all they're doing i don't love this um, I think it's kind of bullish to name it after something that already exists. <gasps> There's me. already Stellar WP, uh, or excuse me, Solid WP. It's a WordPress theme. If you Google it, they already have the Facebook, the Twitter. Um, and it huh. looks like Stellar went and bought the name. Um, but also Solid can mean other things here. And I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't love the choice. I Not feel your like they favorite. could have done no. better. No, I think they could have done better. But again, also, like, I'm an iThemes chick. Like, I ah. love everything that they've done. I agree that changing the name was probably a good move because iThemes is a beloved brand. But like James said, they haven't done themes for a very long time. Um, mm. I think getting away from known names like Sync uh could be problematic long term, strictly because there are so many people that have used it. It's a known name, and nobody's mm -hmm. going to know what Solid Central is. It kind of sounds like something you'd see a doctor about. So, so I just I, did the Google, and you're right. The first result that came up for me was um, something called BootstrapWP.com, um, yep. and they are. A, it looks like they're a theme shop because then there's a forward slash themes forward slash Solid WP. So it's a it appears to be a theme that you can purchase. It's a bootstrap theme that you can purchase. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder I wonder what wonder what way in what way this story will resurface in the future if they've done their due diligence to check if the name is available. Also curious, and I don't want you to say it out loud if it's something you don't if if you're not comfortable saying it, uh, Jess. 
you you highlighted there that solid could mean something else in the US. I, I genuinely don't know what you're referring to there, but I'm guessing it's not a good thing. No, I mean, like, solid okay. can mean all the things that you said. Solid okay. can mean all the things that you said. It's just, I don't know. The, the association, when I heard that they were doing this a couple weeks ago, the first thing I thought is, oh, my God, it reminds me of poop. Um, <laughs> okay. But <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> but I love the brand and I love, like, under, understand I'm not, like, pooping on the people that did it at all. I just, I really, I feel like there were so many other names they could have chosen. Mm. Well, interesting to get your points out there. Thank you, Jess. Well, well, Robbie, have you got anything? I was going to say, I did not work for iThemes at any point in time. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, so I, I have no association on that side. Um, my thought about the whole thing was just, it's very interesting that they chose to do a public rebranding because it takes way longer. We've seen other companies do public rebranding. Mm. Oh my gosh, it takes forever as well as it may change it, by the way, because they could get so much negative feedback in a rebranding mm. publicly that it makes, then you've got to go back and reinvent the wheel. It's almost better, in my opinion, to do one of those, like you've got your whole brand ready to go, your rebrand, and it's like, this is the date, and you just drop everything. Like everything is done. Here's our new site. Here's our new logo. Here's our new social media accounts. Here's everything, and you try to do it all at one time. That's what, when we've done rebrandings with our clients, that's typically what we like to do. Because if you start doing this, like we're going to put out our logo ideas for everybody to give their opinion on, oh my gosh, you know how many opinions there are out there. <laughs> and so now all of a sudden it starts making you start questioning like, well, are we right? Maybe we need to rethink this. And so it's interesting that they're going to do a public rebrand. Those are hard. Those, those are mm. really hard. Yeah, it'll be Can interesting to see. Can I just say one see. quick thing? Yeah. I feel really bad about saying what I said, and I want it to be perfectly clear that I want them to win. And I'm, mm. I'm, I want them to win. Yeah, well, well, we'll take it with the intent, right? And we'll we'll assume positive intent um, in in that comment because uh, you know that that's that's right. And you do have history, and we all have history, and we get it. Um, but we also have to be willing um, to call out things that maybe we don't like, or maybe that that we don't see it as work. And and that is part of the the interesting side, um, Robbie, as you mentioned about this public rebrand. I clearly have not been involved in decisions around all of this for a while since uh, I no longer work there. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it is interesting. I think, you know, like the, the, the public side of it, who, will, who will win? It'll be the loudest voice rather than the most right voice. Um, so that'll be interesting um, to, to mm -hmm. see how they're influenced by that. And then also if, if there are not so loud voices that are all articulating the same thing, what do you do with that, right? What if you don't, like, if you don't respond to that, then was this really a public um, branding launch or was it just a marketing ploy, mm. right? And if that's the case, right? Then what does that say about, yeah. about the way you, you feel about humans, <laughs> right? So and and your your customer base. Yeah, this is this is interesting. I genuinely didn't see the conversation going this way, so this is very surprising and quite quite engaging and fun. So we've got a few people ch chipping in here. Um, so there seemingly is a podcast episode somewhere about Solid WP and it's or in existence. Maybe somebody's already put out an episode about that that conflict there. Um, there's also apparently. So Dennis says Dennis from Main WP says. There's a, a, a something called solid affiliate 
yeah for WooCommerce. I guess the word solid is maybe being used quite a bit. So yeah, the differentiation there could be interesting. And also slightly like outside of the Blade, by the way, out... they're they're a great team. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, not really in the WordPress space, but there's a JavaScript framework, front end framework called Solid as well. So yeah, there's quite a lot of uh, there's quite a lot of solid opposition around here, isn't there? Oh, well, let's see. I will. I will say, you know, like you're. No matter what name you pick, you're going to find somebody that's probably similar or something, right? Um, having just gone through the process of doing this um, with Team WP, right? Like. I mean, it's Team WP. There's probably another Team WP out there, and there is, in fact. You know, like if you Google it, you'll find other things show up first. But does that mean you don't do it? Right? Well, I don't know. That's yeah, that's interesting. The 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 short of it for me was always if the Twitter handle is available, go for it, <laughs> because you know it's highly unlikely that whoever they were were uh, serious. Domain was available. That was yeah. yeah. Was <laughs> was, uh, when you said about Team WP, I did think. Four letters before t before the word WP, you've done really well to capture something so short. Mm. And I, I thought that about solid as well. I thought five letters, you know, and mm. we were just talking about Dennis, Dennis from main WP, four there's just something there's just something cool about that. I don't know what it is, but if you get a short word and then slap WP on the end of it, for some reason that works with me. And team WP, well done. Yeah, that's good. Thank I like you. that. <laughs> We, we're going to move on. I'm sure that story's going to come back. Uh, let's see how that develops. But for now, we'll just move on. Oh, Nick Diego. We love Nick Diego. Uh, he has this solid, he has a solid plugin uh, called Block Visibility. And uh, this is just the best news. When something which is already really great, that uh, then which has a pro version, which then gets made all open source. So Nick has decided, and I believe it might be to do with uh, the commitments that he's got on his time. I think I read somewhere this week that he was moving. Forgive me, Nick, if this is wrong. I think Nick might be moving over to automatic. Is there any? Has anybody heard that rumor? Is it, yeah, Jess is nodding. Okay, so maybe there's something about that. He's got a different set of responsibilities. But he had block visibility, which is sort of like a conditional uh, plugin. You chuck it into your WordPress website, and you say things like, "If the person is using Chrome that's visiting this page, show this block. If it's the 28th of December, show this block." So it's like the perfect little lightweight membershipy kind of plug-in thing. Well, he had a pro version, and um, and he's decided, nah, let's just make it all free. Let's just stick it all in the repo. The, the free version currently is called 3.0.0, and he hasn't managed to port every single feature as of yet. Um, there's a couple of the pro versions which still need to be ported over, I guess, to the, to the free version. But, um, you know, bravo is all I can say. You know, he could have done something quite different, couldn't he? Kept on going with it. It could have suffered from his lack of time, perhaps, if that was indeed the case. Uh, it could have sold it on to somebody and all of that. But no, 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 no. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. And uh, I just got into the chili peppers. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, yeah, how did that happen? Um, I needed to roll my R's, Jess, didn't I? I forgot about that. Uh, the, so anyway, I just think this is all good news, and bravo uh, to Nick for doing this. It's a cracking plugin if you haven't used it. So thoughts? We're going to have to rush a bit through this, I think. What a mensch. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. I think to me, that's kind of like what open source is all about, right? I mean, that there are times that you just say, hey, I'm going to make this 
I'm going to give this away. And then there's times where you monetize it because you need to pay your bills. And so, you know, and I think that it's kind of cool to see, we see this happen sometimes where somebody just says, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to sell it. Like you said, Nathan, I'm, I'm not going to try and continue this. I'm going to give this away. And I think that that's awesome. And, and did I see that they are going to pull this into core? Or is that just people wanting? No, I, I don't, I think everybody wants this to be in core. Mm -hmm. In fact, I did a plug in, I did a podcast episode and I can't remember who I did it with, but they were saying that the SaaS platforms, you know, the, the rival platforms, conditional stuff is just baked in. There's, mm. There is that stuff. And, and in, in an industry where we're going head to head with Squarespace and Wix and Sitecore and all of those kind of things, this mm. does, to me, feel like an 80%, 20%. I think most people could make use of this, even if it's just once a year to inject a bit of, snowfall at Christmas in your CSS style sheet. I don't know. But it does seem that you do want to hide things in certain situations. I I, I vote for this to go into core. I think that would be great. But yeah. Oh, it's just great for lead gen, right? So you think about all those yeah. those sites out there that are looking for ways to grab email addresses or, you know, provide extra access or, or things and even sales, right? Like imagine a sale banner that's only visible to people that have logged in, right? Or, or whatever like that. There's some really cool things you could do that would continue to add value to the, the um, case you make for using WordPress instead of something else. I actually downloaded it and had a play. And I, um, I remember thinking, boy, the, the, the set of conditions which are available is basically everything you need, you know, typically, mm -hmm. I mean, sure, there's going to be some edge case stuff, but I think it's, it, it combines with things like ACF, you can do queries. Okay, so here we go, right at the top of the article. Uh, user roles, status logged in, logged out, uh, specific users, user IDs, screen sizes, interesting, query strings, ACF fields, and more. Like I said, there's a couple of the bits that haven't yet come across, but bravo. Bravo, Nick. It says on this page, 9,000 active installs. Well, I think as of today, it's hovering around 10,000 plus. So it's probably just this has probably made it made it much more uh, of interest to people. So yeah, great. Okay. From one extreme to the other. Da -da. What can you say? Um, if you have an Elementor website, sorry, I'm just going to make this site look like it's supposed to. If you have an Elementor website and you have WooCommerce on there, and that is the conditional you have to have Elementor Pro, I think, and you have to have WooCommerce. Then uh, there is a an exploit going around in the wild, which is being uh, targeted, and I believe it allows completely trivially to create administrator users um, with almost no interaction. From there, of course, your site's not yours or so that's it. You can read this article. It's on Hacker News. It's probably all over the other WordPress news sites by now, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, if you've got that combination, Elementor Pro and WooCommerce, just stop what you're doing. Go and fix that right now, immediately, like yesterday, um, and get that fixed. I won't go into the details, but do you, do you want to comment on that, or should we just crack on? There's not really any to say there, is there? No. Okay. Uh, WP Engine have got a pattern manager, which has come out into the repo. I, I confess I'm not quite sure what this is for. Did any of you guys have a chance to look extensively at this? Okay, Jess, is you're nodding, right, Jess? I did. Okay. And, you know, once again, it just 
it annoys me how beautiful this is. <laughs> oh, really? It's so good, eh? Oh, that's I know. Great. WP Engine just has some brilliant developers on their team, and this is so smart. I really love the way that they've extended the pattern functionality and have made it just easier to to manage your patterns. Um, it's 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 worth trying for sure. My memory of reading this is that this is for development environments, right? Nobody's advocating this as some sort of cloud solution. This is the kind of thing which you attach to a local website, and it just allows you to iterate on your patterns, finally settle on the the, the series of patterns that this particular site is going to use, and then you can corral them, organize them, and ship them with the with the live site. Have I got that right, Jess? You are correct. Okay, perfect. So, but I also want to say you could use it anywhere. Right. Just, so it's not like a cloud-based thing, though, is it? It's not like you can sort of back them up to WP Engine's cloud and then just take them everywhere and none of that kind yeah. of stuff. None okay. of that. No. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, it's there for the taking. If you want to go and check it out, it says, when you design beautiful block patterns for your theme, Pattern Manager WP by WP Engine will automatically push them into PHP files for you every time you save with a dedicated studio to design and build block patterns, you can 10x your ability to work effectively with patterns. I should probably have more of a play with that, as I will do. James, anything on that, or Robbie, or should we just crack on? We've got a few more to get through. Uh, I'm like you. I need to I need to play around with this one and yep. check it out. I have yep. not yet. So, And I do yeah. make extensive use of local. I, I crack local open more or less every single day, so this does look like a... Uh, this something. was a smart one for sure. Okay, right, okay. Uh, right, so somebody helping us out here. Who's this uh, demystifying dev? The pattern manager is basically a great, in capital letters, help for dev workflow because you save patterns in code to the thing. Got it. Right, now it's making more sense. Uh, screenshot, this is Nomad Skateboarding. Screenshot showing Frost theme, which was taken by the in-house WP engine again from Brian Gardner. Okay, there was a screenshot yep. somewhere, was there? Oh, I didn't know okay, there we go. <laughs> right. Okay, that's quite nice to look at, isn't it? Yeah, I get it. it. Okay, all right, Jess, I get what you mean. Uh, why does it do that on the repo? When you click on an image, why does it open in a new window and you can't get you can't click backwards? I don't know what you have to click back to get. Anyway, a little gripe there. Uh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a tab click check so oh really okay mm. interesting um <laughs> another thing another thing in the repo form block um we mentioned earlier that i've, I've i was using ws form for the for the michelle frechette thing this is quite a nice new thing uh really really new they've just come out they're on version 1.01 um and essentially you build a form inside the block editor you know you can imagine how this works you just drag the fields in from the side, stick them in. I don't know how comprehensive this is. I don't know if there's like a pro version or anything like that. But I just thought, actually, building form. There is. There's pro. Is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Do you, do you remember what you get with that? Like just... to, uh, yeah. Like you could do like multiple emails with the pro. See if you wanted to send to multiple people and things like that. I can't remember what else is in the pro. There's a few. There's not many extra features in the pro, but there are a few that probably would be the one you'd want, of course. You know. Uh, but uh, there, so there is a pro version. A few weeks ago, we featured Mania Kamal's. He's got a, like an overlay over Contact Form 7, which you can build in the block editor as well. So rather than doing it in that sort of fairly clumsy shortcode interface, which we've all used in the past, I'm sure, now you can build with um, with the block editor. And this feels similar. So if you like the experience, you know, if your clients are into it and they want to build forms in this way, um, yeah, there you go. 
that's a, another thing. And we'll talk about security breach nightmares. Patch Stack have got a biggie. Uh, boy, I mean, it really doesn't get much worse than this. Uh, the entire, and I, you can't even make it up, can you? The entire WordPress source code on April the 1st um, was found to be exposed online. All of it, every mm. single line, not just the most current version, every other version as well. This is, I mean, it's negligence personified, isn't it? I just I woke up was... Saturday morning, Saturday morning, my day off <laughs> to see this news and was blown away. I know, so, I know. It's Who would uh, do such a thing? I, I just thought, how have I never seen that story before? That was just oh. genius. So hats off to Robert Rowley, because the key, key there was the April the 1st mention. Um, but it, it's just really funny the way he goes through it as if it's the real thing. Too. Sorry, I'm into I love I'm the, cross the discussion with Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, just brilliant. I, I, you know, you can imagine some actual news outlet getting hold of this and thinking, "Oh, we've got a scoop on, we've got a scoop All those on automated press release feeders that like just shoot out the news." That's <laughs> yeah, great. And then they asked um, yeah, the discussion chat... with Chat GPT. Yeah, <laughs> that was hysterical. They asked Chat GPT about what it thought about the leak, and uh, you can imagine the way that went. Yeah, it was really good. I just thought that was. I just thought that was brilliant. So hat tip to Robert Rowley for making me laugh. Because I actually, honestly, there were about 10 seconds where I was thinking, what? Oh, this is bad. Oh, wait, hold on. (laughs) 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 Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Right, let's move on quickly. We've got some non-WordPressy stuff. I want to introduce you to this page, right, very quickly. It's called Trig... All right, this is for the nerds. Get your tinfoil hats out the trigonometric functions in css jess this is for you um (laughs) i just thought this was so sublimely cool i mean this is all done in in css how do i get this actually working now maybe i have to refresh the page because it worked for me before look at this you can drag things oh you you use this that's right you can drag things around and look at all the complicated fun stuff that's going on isn't and there um they give you they give you examples of how to use it. And it, it, if you turn this on, uh, where is it? Show the debug lines. It gives you all of the uh, the trigonometry that's going on to drive these circles in a mm. circle. Because you just think it's a circle. Of course, it's not a circle. It's, it's actually a bunch of horizontal X and Y coordinates constantly being updated. But that's very cool, isn't it? And then this is my personal... F- uh, actually, th- I, quite, I don't know what to make of that. That just seems confusing as all hell. But uh, there it is. <laughs> Moving on. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Sorry, I'm getting carried away. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's like this Mobius strip just sort of constantly turning around in the background. Anyway, so Jess, you know, earlier we said you've got to memorize yeah. all of CSS plus all of the keystrokes for Gutenberg. I think I think we should add this into your uh, your workload as well. If you could figure out how to do these, these fairly basic triggers. <laughs> Yeah, I think because of the reschedule, I'm on here in about four weeks instead oh, of six. So I think I, plenty got, of time. Yeah, yeah, four yeah, weeks think, is plenty of time to memorize yeah, all of yeah. this. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of fun and a bit cool. Um, I don't know if anybody's got anything <laughs> to add about that. But here's the bombshell of the week dropped by Jess. I g- genuinely is this is that was this posted on the first of April, Jess? This piece? No, it was. Okay. it was not. Okay, here it is. I it's, whoa. 
Actually, GPT? no, it was. It was, but it's real. Okay, so it just happened to coincide with April the 1st. So the yeah. headline reads, and I'll hand it over to Jess, ChatGPT banned in Italy over privacy concerns. So what, a yep. blanket ban? Tell us more. So so they're, they've banned it and they're investigating, but the, the TLDR is... Well, you guys probably all saw that a whole bunch of tech leaders came together and, you know, put a pause on, you know, we're calling to put a pause on AI training for six months to try to figure out uh, what to do to make things um, ethical and safe. Um, but this is specifically about privacy. Um, they're saying that it's improperly stored information. And it's basically ordered OpenAI to prove that they're not violating privacy or they're done for, for now. So do you mean that in the scraping, because I'm guessing that's that's pr probably the wrong word, but the, the large language model scrapes the internet up to a specific date. But I think now that's changing. I think with these new plugins, they're actually doing it all in real time. But so they're scraping things like what email addresses and things like that, and that's getting stored in the language model, and it's that kind of thing that they've been gotten on. It's collection and storage specifically. I don't know what the data points are, but I would imagine it includes that and more. Good. I I, I read somewhere that it also had, it had to do with the storing of the users' content too, meaning my profile information, my credit card, if I've got Chat GPT uh, Pro. Uh, also the, the prompts that I've put in, in my conversations I've had with it, that those are possibly being exposed. And so that's, that was part of what I saw in their privacy concerns too. I don't know if that's all, but. So I'll just quickly read the, the first few paragraphs. Italy has become the first Western country to block advanced chat chatbot chat gpt the italian data protection authority said that there were privacy concerns relating to the model which was created by u.s startup OpenAI, and is backed by microsoft uh, blah 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 what else have we got da, da, da. there have been concerns over the potential risks of artificial intelligence including its threat to jobs we've talked about that a lot in the, uh, a lot on this show gdpr is mentioned here uh, the watchdog said that on the 20th of March that the app had experienced a data breach involving user conversations and payment information. Ah, maybe that was the uh, the trigger for it, because I do remember that story. Some people were seeing payment information, albeit only the last four digits of the card number, but they were creeping oh, man, into other Man, it never people's... occurred to me to ask for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, <laughs> ChatGPT, please may I have Elon Musk's credit card number? Um, you know, see what you get. Okay, this is really interesting. And honestly, the first volley of this kind that I've seen. I know loads of people have got the concern tinfoil hat, and I, I'm, I've got a lot of concerns, I have to say. But I haven't, I didn't honestly imagine that any nation would come out and say, right, that's it, stop using it. I don't know how you actually ban this, though. Well, it's that's already the... blocked in China and Russia and North okay. Korea. You know, the the usual. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see where this goes they said they've got 20 days to comply with the investigations, um, questions. Yeah. Um, Courtney, by the way, is, uh, she's, she's already on the case. Look, she wants the, the oh. last four numbers of your social security number. And then shortly after that, can you give her the first five? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing there's nine numbers in that, uh, in the U S social security number. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But fascinating. So I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to put on a different hat here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say this is a bit clickbaity. Um, Interesting. Because I don't think this is necessarily about AI. This is about a software company having a data breach. And so if we were to replace ChatGPT with any other name, right? It's just another software company with a significant data breach that has 20 days to comply. The, the AI side of it, to me, is like, does, does the model have access to information it's not supposed to? Is that what we're actually investigating here? Uh, I don't know if that's the case. I, uh, from the, what the article said, I got out of it that it was related to the data breach of you know, information being improperly stored. And that's an issue you know, everyone faces. So, so uh, I've just accidentally clicked something. Here we go. Um, so there, there's an organization called the BEUC, and I can't actually find what that stands for. If anybody can help me out and tell me what the BEUC, but it's, I think it's obviously somebody in Italy. I don't know. It says there are serious concerns about how ChatGPT and similar chatbots might deceive and manipulate people. That's got nothing to do with data protection. No, well, maybe it has. These AI models, these AI systems need greater public scrutiny, and public authorities must reassert control over them. So that's that's coming from the more traditional moral panic. Uh, mode, isn't it? Whereas, James, what you're saying is this just is basically a data breach and substitute, like you say, the word, I don't know. Well, the, the quote that I saw was, the mass collection and storage of personal information for the purpose of training the algorithms underlying operation mm. in the platform. Mm. So I think that's mm. what makes it different. That's interesting. It's not like they're storing it in a database and then, you know, they shouldn't have had it. It's that it's being used to teach the computer yeah i think my um my concern my moral panic mode is just i just it, it just seems to be going at such breakneck speed that it concerns me that i don't know that we, we're really aware of what what kind of consequences are going to be um but yeah interesting so if you're in italy uh, you, you can no longer write those ten thousand word articles about anything that you chose you you know that's all out off the table now. Um, right, couple of minutes. Let's see if we can do this one. I, what? I mean, what? The the title uh, the title is the moon is getting a four G network thanks to Nokia. Jess, this was you again. I didn't. I know. Even I'm read coming it. in I hot. Just, I just thought that uh, that's what it is, right? It's that really. Yeah, they're gonna get yeah. to like play with rovers and they're gonna be able mm -hmm. to talk with each other. It's it's very mm -hmm. cool. But a four. So, like, they've got a telephone. They're going to put a telephone network up on the moon. I guess it's just one little station, and if you're not that close, you've uh, you've had it. Interesting, fascinating. It's 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 all part of the Artemis program. I mean, the, the Artemis program is amazing, and if you guys haven't looked at it, you really need to look at it because it's. I'm a, I'm a real space nut. I love it. I love NASA. Um, and so I, you know, and if you if you're in Houston, you go down to Space Center because there's a fantastic exhibit explaining how they're going to do Artemis. Uh, but th because they're going to have a space station revolving around the moon, and you're going to have transports going back and forth between it, they need they need to have cellular reception there. It's it's going to be important. <laughs> it's mental. A friend of mine, like when I was a child, so like. 87 years ago or something a friend of mine <laughs> signed a record contract right and in the contract one of the sub clauses was that the record label 
had the rights to distribute. So bearing in mind, this was when I was a kid, um, the rights to distribute that music on Earth and its solar system. Wow. So even back then they were thinking, you know, we're going we're gonna to colonize the whole thing and we need to be able to flog your, your record. I mean, it turned out the record never sold anything, so it didn't really matter. But the point's the same. You know, if you can sell the Beatles on Mars... Yeah, the Mars becomes the Napster of the solar system. <laughs> Sorry, James, I cross-talked you. So what were you going to say? No, it's my fault. I, I said Spotify on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is fascinating. So if, you, um, you know, if you're getting problematic reception down here on Earth, you know where to go. Get yourself on a SpaceX rocket. Oh, well, sadly, upgrade from 5G to 4G. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's not <laughs> top quality, is it? Their Wi-Fi will be like one megabit per second or something. The um, the British there won't uh, there won't be a dark side to the moon anymore. Oh, okay. the um, the British endeavor led by Richard Branson from Virgin looks like it uh, to get into space. They've got this. They had this system of flying a, a rocket on a jump, the bottom of a jumbo jet, and then it would decouple and go. So, in other words, you don't have to you'd have to overcome much of Earth's gravity. You're you're already in the low Earth, whatever it is. Uh, that seems to have all collapsed this week. It's gone into. They've said they're not going to do any more research. They've laid off. I think it was ninety percent of their staff. So, yay, British engineering. Uh, <laughs> you've got to take those moonshots. You've got. Oh, that was good. Kaching. Mm. That is the title of this episode. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. You gotta take those moonshots, right? Okay, that's it. <laughs> uh, we will be back. That's it. We've done it. We will be back next week. I've just remains for me to say, super duper thank you. That was a really interesting conversation. Went off in all sorts of different directions. Big big thank you to uh, Jess Frick from Pressable. Thank you also to Robbie, Roby, Robbie, Adair, 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 Adair from um, OS Training and also James Giroux ah, Jer um, from, from now Team WP. I really appreciate it. One last thing before, before I let you go. You have to do the quite humiliating hand wave. The double hand. Oh, look, straight away, everybody's... Hang on, hang on, James. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Okay, we got you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate all your comments. I can see that in the comments it went off in all sorts of directions. I honestly just couldn't keep up. So if, I, if you wrote something which needed our attention, forgive me. I apologize. We'll be back next week for episode 248. And uh, yeah, thanks for your attendance. Take it easy. Bye.